Celia, you're back. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Is that again? Well, that's a good start. That. You caught me off guard, all right? That maybe that was the idea. We're back. <laughs> the full crew is back. Celia almost cussed on the podcast, which it's not illegal, but, you know, it's, it's a family-friendly show. We it's encourage it. It is frowned upon. Stocking and Celia have the worst mouths. Of she it. has much worse than I do. So Stocking is here again. Corey Cuffler back in the house. Celia Palermo back in the house. Brian Stocking, Matt Randazzo. I'm your host, Greg Armstrong. Last week, it's true, so you wouldn't know because you don't listen, but yeah, it's like, so anyway. So so last week, uh, Cuff and Celia were off, so me and Stocking and Dazzo. was off? Well, you weren't here for the podcast. That's really the important part. So, yeah. Thanks a lot. All right, so uh, Mitch Stormer has been... Um, perusing Twitter as Brian Stocking would do on a Friday night. He's been all over it on the View from the West uh, Twitter account. He wanted in on the instant reacts, but it's a little hard technologically, not to mention he's in another, in another time zone. So, like, it's super late for him. So I didn't expect him to stay up. But he tweeted out his reacts on Twitter. So we'll go through them. We'll get his takes. Then we'll start reacting. So number one, number one for Mitch Stormer. Dupec for him gets the win over Lena Winslow. Stocking, huge game in the North- Northwest Upstate Illini. One of the best small school games in the state, correct? Absolutely. And Dupec was ahead by a large margin, fell behind, came back, and won a big win for Dupec over Lee Win, who is like a legend in 1A. That is correct. I believe it was 22 nothing at one point. Yeah, I think it was. And, that and was Lena 20, Winslow 22. came all the way back. So, yes, huge win. For the Rivermen, we'll talk Great about that. Game. Great game. Stocking is correct. Getting more local to the Quad Cities, the big schools, Sterling and Moline both win. Sets up a huge showdown. We'll talk about that in a minute. That is for the Western Big Six crown in a week from now. We'll get that in a minute. Undefeated conference newcomers, again, on a collision course. Knoxville, A-Town, both win in the Lincoln Trail. Talk about that one in another, in another minute here. Again, more conference crowns being decided probably next week. Erie Prophetstown and Monmouth Roseville. Those two are ready to do battle for the Three Rivers Rock Division title. And Mitch says Sterling, Moline, Princeton, Monmouth Roseville, A-Town, Dupec getting the automatic playoff berth with their sixth win. So there's some of the headlines. That wraps it up. Thanks all for, right, thanks for thanks joining for us. Stealing everything that we had. <laughs> so Mitch summed it all up, but now Dazzo, you elaborate on it. You give your expert insights. Nice. Matt Randazzo, here we go. What do you got? I like listening to you guys. The next one because you're always like, like Dazzo said on the instant pod. We don't always no, say that. I didn't it. do it at all last week. I was kind of mad. <laughs> <laughs> so Mitch, if you're listening, which you know you are. It's all right to drop my name a little more. Um, no, um, yeah, like the big thing for me is the Western Big Six. I mean, it's, it's a fascinating matchup last or next week. Sterling looked great. We talked to John Schlemmer after the um, game on the score, and yeah, right away he's like, I don't like giving up 35 points. Um, one of them was a kickoff return for a touchdown. A couple late in the third quarter and fourth quarter that got him a little bit closer, but um, just a dominant effort and a, an impressive offensive show. They did a great job on the defensive, on the offensive line, opening up holes. And so you got that and an impressive performance. But man, Moline hasn't given up a point in like 17 quarters. I know it's 16, four games is 16. I think it was a quarter. I think it's now 
17 quarters. I'm sure Stockpile will correct me if I'm wrong. I think the stat that Stocking had was Moline hasn't given up a point since 1950. I think that was was the exact stat. But um, and so they they shut out Galesburg, and that's a great matchup next week. Curious about Sterling's health. Uh, they had some guys get a little nicked up late in that game, which is unfortunate. So that game's up at Roscoids Field. Can't wait for that game. We're going to stick somebody there the entire time. That's going to be a marquee headline coming up next week. Stop, or Sorry, not stocking. We'll get to you in a minute. Cuff, were you at Moline? I was at Moline tonight. Let's let's talk. first of all, your daughter was on homecoming court. Congratulations! Congratulations! Thank you. Congrats to her, not to me. <laughs> I, I, I did nothing. <laughs> so congrats to her. Yes. Um, one thing that really interested me in this game was I was shooting in the second quarter and I look up at the scoreboard and they have the list of stats for the for the for the game. At one point in the second quarter, Moline had 196 yards. Galesburg had one. Whoa. Wow. One yard, which I was like, okay, maybe that's a mistake. But then when Galesburg drove the next time, they picked up like 30 yards and they added it to it. So it had to be right. I was just like, holy cow, that's pretty impressive. Um, Another thing was Galesburg lined up for a field goal in the second quarter near the end of the first half. And uh, apparently I overheard Mike Morrissey talking and he said one of the players wanted to come in and play because he wanted to go after the quarter, (laughs) go after the kicker to block the kick because he didn't want to give up any points. That's how much they really wanted to hold on to this shutout streak that they have. He's like, no, no, I can't do that because I don't don't want to jeopardize actually hitting the, the kicker. So which was smart, but he ended up missing. So impressive that they've not. Uh, what 187 and zero in the last four games well let's let's go to stock what do you got 187 zip fourth straight shutout last time they did that was 1950 we talked about that last week i've been giving up a point since 1950 that's my stat i know (laughs) they haven't they this is the first time they've shut out four consecutive opponents since 1950 galesburg freeport kiwani and east moline Stock, you're bringing the gold. What else? Give me the scores from around the Western Big Six. Uh, We had uh, Sterling winning 56-35 over Rocky. Uh, UT beat Allman 48-7. Quincy holds off Geneseo 23-22. That's a very interesting game there. And, of course, Moline 27-0 over Galesburg. Quincy was up 23-0, I think, at the half. 16-0 at the half. 16-0 at the half. And, and, and hats off to Geneseo. I had a chance to, I believe, Stockpile told me to win the game, take the lead with a two-point conversion. First off, hats off to Larry Johnson, that staff, for, for going for it on the road. I love that call. Two-point conversion. Going to overtime on the road is always dicey. Yeah, so there were still five minutes left in the game. Still go for it. I love that they still go, go for, for it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Still go for it. I think we all say still go for it. Stockpile, you're wrong, buddy. Well, so I'm hats right. off to them. Right and then the evidence shows I'm right, but that's okay. Evidence. No, no, no. We're going to move along because now. Nah. Um, and then uh, UT gets back on track. Hats off to them. It was a slow start. I and I'm, I know I'm an element guy, but these kids are, are busting their hump. And, and they really did a great job getting the first quarter, played really good defense. Halfway through the second quarter, was still no score. So, I, I mean, Alleman is getting better. Those kids are working really hard. Hats off to UT getting back on track. They're looking at the playoffs here. They got, I think that was victory number four for them. So yes. they need to get victories in the last two weeks, or at least one, to make themselves eligible. I don't know if their um, playoff points are going to be great, considering their first two games weren't against the best of opponents. But they keep that hope alive of making the playoffs. And, and so good victory and, and well done by Nick Walsh and company. How about Kiwani? Uh, I have breaking news. They're good at football. Oh. I could what? Leave your no way. <laughs> no way. Really? Yeah. 
when yeah. you tweeted and you saw it was 49 nothing at half, I was like, oh, God, I hope he didn't just get there. <laughs> and I, I did get one touchdown before I sent that. But, yes, um, I want you guys to know that I stuck around at Bureau Valley and got a Bureau Valley Storm touchdown, which <laughs> ended up, yes, that was good. It ended up having to be cut out of the show because we were running heavy. So sorry to Coach Pistol and the Bureau Pistol. Valley Pistol and the Bureau Valley Storm. <laughs> we cut. <laughs> Isn't that French? Pistol is French. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apologies to him and the team because I got a great highlight and it was out. and it was cut short. I th- I believe I believe we ran through. We got through the. No, I didn't do it. It was you. So no, well. It was you. No, I didn't cut it out. It <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I stuck around, got a Bureau Valley touchdown, and uh, ended up getting to Kiwani a little bit later. And yeah, they were up huge. Um, so I don't have much information. Were you before- like, when you walked in, were you like, oh my God? I had gotten a text. Mitch had texted me along the drive. And all I saw in the text as I glanced down was 42 nothing, ah! And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what am I walking into? So, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, though, I did walk in. Ran down the sideline and did get, uh, I believe his name was James Connor, a lineman touchdown for That's Ke- awesome for the That's Boilers. Awesome. So that was a ton of fun. So we got that. Um, and actually, Kiwani gets the win. On the other side, Erie Prophetstown gets the win. Monmouth Roseville got the win on Thursday. How about Monmouth Roseville and Erie Prophetstown setting themselves up? little co-op action for a track division championship on the line please tell me that's on a friday night i hope so i don't Uh, know for sure yes track east championship and it is going to be two teams that are almost mirror images of each other because you got colby franks at quarterback for ear profits town he's a run pass or rpo guy silas braun is a RPO guy. You got sibley for erie profits town you got chandler for monroe's this could be an excellent football game don't forget Charlie Fletcher. I got to throw his name yeah. out there. Long, long time friends of the family. Absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, if we're all being honest, like I don't think Monmouth Roseville and Erie Prophetstown were the names that came to mind no. in that division. I mean, so credit to both programs because they're on fire right Track now. Track West. I'm sorry. Track West. I Track it. West. I still call it, what is it? The Rock? or yeah, the? Yeah, it would be The Rock, but it's officially Track West. So I misspoke. It's Track West, not Track East. Well, mark it down. The first West, time that Brian Stocking has ever misspoke. Well, but Rockridge was probably the odds-on favorite to be, you know, a lot of us probably would have said Rockridge would win the division. They're not in it. It's EP or Monroe's. It's going to be an excellent football game on Friday night. Totally agree. All right, Stock, let's go through some scores Don't from the track. There, oh, hold on. Oh, here we go. So your highlights, the last script says, Bureau Valley next possession down in the red zone, capped off by Levi. What? Oh, uh, it, it got cut off. So, so I'm sure Cuff was like, well, uh, Greg doesn't know what he's talking about, so I'm just going to eject from saying the guy's name. Oh, man. It was Levi Hardy had the touchdown, and I, okay. I cut off the script. Yeah. So Levi, we apologize. Levi's grandma, Levi's grandpa, Levi's parents. Um, Greg Armstrong's uh, email is what? <laughs> you from the West. It's my, it's my fault. <laughs> yep, it's my fault. All right. All right, fair enough. That's, that's the most work I've done all night. <laughs> that's the point of you're wrong. I don't know what I got in there. You know what? I can, I can tweet it out. It's good. We'll, we'll make it. We'll make, we'll make good on that. Yeah. So, Stock, give me some scores. Okay. Now that Dazzo's done harassing me. <laughs> that, for a little while. Orion beats um, Morrison 30 to nothing. Rock Ridge beats Sherrard 56-7. Those two teams are on a collision course to both be 4-4 four four going into Week 9, Orion and Rock Ridge. Orion next week. 
Orion at next week is at Sherrard. Yeah. And Rockridge is at Kiwani. And Rockridge is four and three. Orion's three and four. Newman beats Hall 43 to nothing. Newman's four and three. Kiwani beats Mendota 56-7. Princeton beats St. Bede 47 to 20. That game was back and forth early on before the Tigers pulled away. Katie by the door. Yeah. <laughs> and Erie Prophetstown beats Bureau Valley 35 to 12. Big bounce back win for Newman. Newman gets the win over Spring Valley Hall. And that's a Hall team that has played, they played Kiwani tough. They played Mendota yeah, tough the week before. The, last week. Yeah, they they played two teams really tough, and Newman took care of the, took care of business. I I think they're a better team than their record indicates. It's it's easy to say that because it's Newman, but yeah, I mean Newman's dealt with injuries. Marcus Williams, who does a number for them, I mean he's been out for a couple of weeks with a shoulder injury. He was back tonight. It was good to see him in the highlights, getting a touchdown. So I know they have struggled, you know, in his absence because he's you know he's a really strong football player. He's really good. He's like a bowling ball. It's, he's impossible to stop. So I know they missed him a lot, but they do have plenty of other weapons, and uh, it's good to see them have that depth. Is this is this a Newman team that they get in the playoffs and they're built for the postseason that they'll come around at the right time? I think so. Going into the season, they they knew as as Coach uh, Kretzmer said at the beginning of the year, he's like they have a stable of running backs, which they always do. He said their problem is line play. They're not very deep up front uh, on both sides for offense or defensive line. So if they get one guy hurt, that's going to hurt them. So I'm wondering if, that may, if maybe that was the problem. But when they get to the playoffs, they're going to play teams that aren't going to be ready for that triple option that they run, which if you don't know, if, you don't, if you're not ready for it, you, they're going to hand it off to the guy and 40 yards later he's going to be in the end zone. So this is a team definitely, I think, is ready for a playoff run and a deep playoff run. Unless they're at the 20, and then they won't be in the end zone. They'll be at, like, the 40. Well, the thing, Wait, what? That what? I, what? The, the thing that I noticed from reading up on while the, while the game was going on, Newman would, have, would break a long run, and then that would set up, like, several shorter runs before they finally punched it in. So the question for that playoff run, will they be able to break that long gainer that could set yes. up their ability they, yes, to they chop, will. chop They've down. They've done it in years past. I'm just saying, yeah, but everything changes year to year. Will they be able to break that long gainer where Ooh. they'll be able then to nope. chop it in from, the red z- in, in, from, in from the red zone? Nope, nothing has changed. You look exactly the same as you did when I first met you 20 years ago. <laughs> I know, and I looked wonderful then, yeah. Dan. Yes. Uh, stocking, speaking yes. of looking wonderful, yes. you know, injuries, so healing up. You do every day. Injuries healing up as the season moves along. You're out of a cast. Yes. Give us, the, give us the update, the health update on Brian Stocking. The viewers, the listeners want to know. Well, I'm glad that they were praying for me and all that. Um, I went to ORA. Stop laughing. Um, I went to ORA on Monday after school, and they looked at my bone in my hand. I already regret asking this. And they said that... Um, they wanted to put a cast back on, but they said, Today, you can know. live without the cast. You might have arthritis. So I'm like, going, I'd rather have arthritis than a cast. Are you kidding so, me? So, <laughs> Are you kidding me? So, so I'm, I'm cast free and my hand feels great. My bone in my elbow, I have to go back for a, another checkup in about a week, in another week or so. And then if it isn't healed properly to their liking, then I have to go to physical therapy. I love that how Stocking treats this like he'll get healed up in the offseason. He can't be in a cast during football season. And the bump on his head is healed as well. Yeah, yeah. I used to work at Hy-Vee, and I used to hate it when like somebody come through and be like, hey, how are you today? Because it's a simple good, bad, 
All right. <laughs> like a short answer. It's not. A, it's not. A, it's not an essay question. It's, it's just quick. You but sometimes you get that. You get that one customer that would be like, "Whoa, my dog did this today, and then that, whatever." That just happened there. Oh yeah. <laughs> simply, oh yeah. Simply, simply doing good. No cast. We're ready to rock. Well, like Mitch pointed out last week, he listened to it and said, "You asked Stocking about how he got the cast on, and I listened for 20 minutes, and I still don't know if I really, really got to the final answer." So I, I, I'm gonna regret. God, why am I asking? Oh, this? I don't know. I but don't know. Why would you rather have arthritis than like a cast for two weeks? <laughs> because uh, then they're gonna probably put another cast on, and I didn't need the cast I felt in the first place. So. Why pay? You'd rather have 30 years of arthritis over two weeks of a cast. I had arthritis already for five, ten years. All right, we nailed it. You're too young to have arthritis. No, I'm not. Yes, you there's, are. There's no age where, oh, now you're 50. Now, you, uh, congratulations. Yes, it's you called, get it's AR, called aging. You're too young to have problems like that. Well, take I'm old. I do. Old. I take care of myself for, very well. I have a Twinkie every day. The instant reacts body. <laughs> <laughs> He, what was that stock? I have a Twinkie every day. A Twinkie a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. No, it actually keeps your doctor employed. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. This, <laughs> this Instant Reacts podcast brought to you by Genesis Health Systems. <laughs> maybe maybe I mean, Trinity. I don't know. If, if either doctor, one wants a sponsor, I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> if the doctor that I would go to uh, lived oh. off of just me, my visits... He wouldn't be driving a nice car. He'd be driving like a uh, 1984 Yugo. All right. Now that everybody has like clicked the fast forward button like 15 times to get through. Stocking, let's get the, to the Lincoln Trail. Give us the scores. All right. From the Lincoln Trail and not trails. Uh, Mercer County beat Ridgewood 64 to 6. Um, Anawan Weathersfield and Stark County play tomorrow. United uh, beat Roma Williamsfield 40 to 14. United is four and three. The first time they're they're th- that good since na- uh, 2015 when they went six and one. And Knoxville went on the road at, out of conference and beat Illini West 41-22. That sets up a showdown with A Town, who rallied from a first quarter deficit of seven six at the end of the first quarter to beat Princeville 18 to seven. Princeville is three and four, but most likely could get in the playoffs if they win their last two because their last two. Are very winnable. Princeville's a weird team. They're hard Whoa. to figure out because they were winning this one at half. And the thing is, yeah. I think they're winning at half. And the thing is, like, they don't give up a lot of points, but they don't score a lot of points either. Like, they beat Anawan Weathersfield nine yeah, eight. Yeah. Like, it's baffled. How do you? I mean, Anawan Weathersfield's pretty good. Not that Princeville isn't, but yeah. But this year, it's just one of the. It's an anomaly. You don't know what you're going to get from them week to week and, and game to game. Jerry Burt was at the game. He said that Princeville got the ball first and kept the ball for ten minutes, it's and then which, scored a touchdown. Which isn't a normal Princeville team. They normally score pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, they've had some explosive teams in the last couple years, but that's interesting if they knew that you want to, yeah, if you want to keep the ball out of A-Town's hands, it's an interesting strategy, and and it worked for a little while for at least half the game, I guess, but, uh, all right, how about, uh, what, Mercer County? I said it two or three, I said it two or three weeks ago. You looked at their schedule, and they were sitting at whatever it was, two and three, and I was like, they could run the table. They could win the rest of their games, and so far, that's played out. Now, I think next week, Stock, who they got? They're at Stark County, and then they host A&W in week nine. They'll probably beat Stark County. Stark County's won, won one game the first game, haven't won since, so I think they probably will get to their fifth win and be playoff eligible. I would say if they can get the job done against Stark County, it's a big matchup against Anwan Weathersfield, but I, 
I think, yeah, they've shown talent enough to run the table. It's crazy. Playoff point-wise, I think they're good at five. I really do. Yeah, Farmington yes. and Knoxville. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think of their other non-conference game. They only have another non-conference No, they played A-Town and lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, it's a good football team. Yeah, they, their losses are, like you said, Knoxville, A-Town, Farmington. Yeah. So, very legit, you know, opponents there. So, all right, have we covered the Lincoln Trail? Anything else in the Lincoln Trails? Trail. Well, I think with Mercer County, the point total is amazing. What they've had, the, uh, two of the last three weeks, they've had 62 points or more scored. That is the most points, 60 point, the, the sec, second 60-point game of the season. The last time the uh, Golden Eagles did that was 2012. See, there, there's some gold. And I had to, I found that, during the second segment of tonight's show. Why didn't you put that in the show? <laughs> I ran out of time. No, you don't. We had to talk about Iowa playing Penn State. You, you, no, meant, you no, said that Central no, and you said. Don't get me started. Go. Don't get we me get started. One Iowa, one Illinois no, no, not state. when you stocking, have. That's stocking, what you choose to do. Stocking, man. this is an Illinois podcast, yes. so really, I, I don't need to hear the Iowa stats. You could have given all Illinois stats, and I think everyone here is in agreement. We have a bi-state audience on television. Yeah, I love to to be equal, but not if it's... No, I don't even want to get into it. We already are. (laughs) All right. If there's two outstanding stats from Illinois and And one... And one... No. Oh, and nothing in Iowa. Thank you. Then you have to go two Illinois stats. Our viewers want to know the cool stuff. Man, I've been harping on that for five years. Or vice vice versa. If there's two great ones from Iowa and nothing from Illinois, that's fine. Give give the great Mm -hmm. stats. I keep it one, one, one each. So Well, let's go to more out. great stats. Give us scores from the NUIC. Two huge games tonight and maybe slightly surprising outcomes. Dupec beats Lena Winslow, who's a perennial powerhouse. Dupec's the up-and-coming program. They knock off Lena Winslow. And Fulton, Woo. the newcomers to the NUIC, get the win over Forreston. Forreston has looked unbelievable in the last few weeks. But, man, Fulton's schedule was sneaky good. Their only losses were the two teams I just referenced, Dupec and Lena Winslow. Fulton showed up big tonight. I concur. <laughs> Thank you. Give me the scores. Um, Stockton, Stockton is out of conference tomorrow. They play Fieldcrest. Um, East Dubuque beats Eastland Pearl City 50-15. to Kellen Hines, the quarterback for EPC, was in the state golf tournament today. So I don't know if he got back in time. Interesting. Okay. For EPC or not. That's something that uh, I'm not sure about. Um, Galena defeated Dakota tonight, 20 to nothing. A longtime ri- uh, ancient rivalry of the Northwest Upstate Line. Ancient. Ancient, yes. And very, and very good teams, a very good rivalry in the past. Fulton, as you referenced, beat Forreston, 24 to 14. And Dupec in a thriller, beats Lee Wynn 30 to 24. And, and didn't Fulton win without their starting quarterback? I had heard that, yeah, that lower the starting quarterback was out. So, and actually there was another uh, impact player that was out too. Damaroff, I think, is maybe the player. I think that's right, yeah. So, I mean, they were down a couple guys. I'd heard that early in the afternoon. So that's a huge win for Fulton. Great, great job for them. That's, that's why they joined the NUIC is to take on some of the big best schools in the small school area, and they, they got the job done. So Stock, Dupec now in the driver's seat for the NUIC. Lena Winslow still looks good. Fulton's right there. I think we should see some good football in this area from the small school ranks. I think you could see uh, the 1A field being uh, mostly NUIC teams when we get beyond 
the first and second round, like when we get to the quarterfinals, and then you could see a few uh, NC, NUIC teams in that quarterfinals, if not advancing on further. And not only have they beaten themselves up during the regular season, they're going to do it in the postseason. So hopefully, if you're from that conference, you're hoping maybe you go south and don't have to play some of those teams. Yeah, I, I doubt, yeah, that they're geographically going to go south. But, but you never know. I know, yeah, that would be beneficial. I would think, yeah, you're right, absolutely. Stock, you got any eight-man scores? Um, yes, we do. We have Orangeville being uh, River Ridge, 70-8. to eight. Millageville had a big win. I'm getting to them. Amboy defeated a, wow, uh, Amboy wow, won by a so forfeit. Mean. I am not mean. You've been mean all night. Um, oh, Amboy, you should have seen the look on his face. Holy cow! That was mean. Amboy defeated uh, Ashton Franklin Center, who had a forfeit. They've uh, canceled the rest of their season out due to manpower issues. Polo Man- defeated <laughs> manpower. Numbers. Well, they don't have enough players um, <laughs> for an eight-man team. Which manpower. Is fantastic. Manpower. Pol- Polo defeats uh, Peoria. Polo. Polo defeats uh, Peoria Heights, fifty to eight, fifty to nothing, and Milledgeville in a very good game against Aquin beat them forty-eight twenty-eight. I heard that. Stock is Milledgeville the best eight-man team of the state? No. Who is? I well. He doesn't know. I would say you don't even know how many eight-man teams there are. So. Yeah, you're um, I would probably say Orangeville and Milledgeville are the top two. Yes, I would and, agree. I just when, wanted to see if you thought, you know. And let's see when West Central gets all their players back. Caden Droist, I believe, okay. uh, just got back off of injury. He had three touchdowns last week on five carries. West Central looked really good when they had all their players at the start of the season, but they've had several injuries. So let's see if they get healthy, how strong the heat will be. You've got some very good teams. It could be the uh, state tournament series for eight player could be just as interesting as the eleven player series. And eight man does it. I believe sixteen teams seated throughout the state. There is no north and south in eight man, so they're all put together. That upper, the northern half of the the eight man though should be dominant yeah, from what I've seen. They look really Amboys, good. Amboys four and three. Amboys uh, shown some uh, has played really well. They beat West Central. You got West Central. You've got um, Orangeville. You've got Milledgeville. You've got Polo. So you've got like four or five teams right there that could that can make a long run. Dazzle, are you still awake? No, I just... And Orangeville and Milledgeville could win state. <laughs> Never mind. Orangeville and Milledgeville could win state. I, I agree. I agree. Do you not like Celia? No, I love everyone. No, you seem like you're really angry at her. No, I'm not angry at her. But she was being rude and being nasty towards me. So nasty? I just, yes. Whoa, you want to get It's not good to call girls nasty, you know that? Like I, wasn't, I wasn't in the gutter where you were, but she was being Ooh. nasty towards me in a Why uh, behavior way. Why is Dazzo in the gutter? Why is Dazzo in the gutter? I don't know, but he was, being, he was thinking of something other than I was. I was thinking what? behavioral. No. Stocking, you are surly tonight. You are just surly. What a good word. I'm, just saying, I'm saying in general. You sure, shouldn't like, call a girl nasty. No, no reference. There's no good way to call a girl nasty when their behavioral issue. Is, Am I it, one of your students? <laughs> yeah, I, You're we're young enough she, to be. Do we need to send her a referral? Is that? Am to, I gonna get sent to detention? This, this, this pod reacts has simply become like uh, it's, uh, a, it, it's become like a. Um, a reality show <laughs> behind the <laughs> behind the scenes of the score. They're like, man, yeah. they, they look like they get along and like we each do. other. And they're like, no, but little do you know. Yeah, we get along with everyone. We do. We like everybody. All right. That's going to wrap it up. We're almost hitting 1230. Good night.
right. Have a good one. <laughs> to talk about. We could talk about uh, no. Moline. Fourth straight shot. We already talked about Moline. We started with Moline. Kiwani's uh, best start since 19. We talked about Kiwani. When was the last time Kiwani went 9 and 0? Oh? I don't know. You tell me that. I'll tell you when they go 9 and 0. Oh. No, because <laughs> I've got the staff. I don't want to give it out. Oh, okay. When, when was the last time they were 7-0? Uh, 7-0 was 1943. Okay. I'm I gonna, forget I'm if we... I'm going to guess it was 1943 last time. And they went 7-0-1 oh, yeah. in 1946. I hope a Davenport Public School doesn't win next week or we'll have to cut the Kiwani stat in order to, <laughs> in order to get that in. All right. Say goodnight, Dazzo. Goodnight, Dazzo. Goodnight. Say goodnight. Goodnight, Quad Cities. Goodnight, everyone. Peace out. Thank you for allowing us into your homes. I didn't. Well, you I didn't. You, were done. you already had your thought. I had another thought. Good night, everyone. <laughs>